What's good, podcast fam? It's your boy, Jason Craig, a.k.a. the Friendly Neighborhood Dreadhead. And today we have a returning guest, my man, Mr. Robbie Abert. What's up, man? How you doing? Doing well. How about yourself? How about yourself? How's man, life? Hey, man, you know what's good? Just got done with Turkey Day. Got nice, full, and stuffed. Watch the Cowboys lose. That's always amazing to see. <laughs> yeah. It's always good to see a cowboy loss on Thanksgiving. Oh, always. It's like a Thanksgiving tradition. But, y'all, as you know, this past week it was Thanksgiving, and a few things came out this week early that we, well, I had the pleasure to see. Robbie did not get the pleasure to see, but he will get to hear my honest reaction and somewhat rant for King Richard and my rant on Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Were they good? Were they horrible? Should you watch them or should you just skip them? We're going to find that out today. So yeah, it's, it's for me, too, because I haven't seen either one of these movies, these films. So, oh, yes. Yeah, so, oh, yes. Yeah, so I'm going to help you save some money today. But, you know. <laughs> Now, for this first movie, we all know Mr. Will Smith or Big Will or a.k.a. Mr. Big Willie. Some people say that he is the most versatile actor out of the two between Denzel and him, which I think is an interesting conversation. Me personally, I prefer Will over Denzel, but that's just me personally over who's the better actor. That's just me. Hmm. Interesting. But I see that Will... He trying to get that Oscar. You know, it's Oscar season. So we'll say, you know what? Let me get my little acting on. Let me let me cry some of these big willy tears to get some of some of these Oscar nods. So what I'm about to do, I'm about to play this King Richard trailer. And then after the trailer, we will be back with the review. We got future doctors and lawyers, plus a couple tennis stars in this house. The chances of achieving the kind of success that you're talking about is just very, very unlikely. Okay, you're making a mistake, but I'm gonna let you make it. Watch me hit a few balls. All right. So tell me your names again. I'm Venus. I'm Serena. So what'd you think? I wrote me a 78-page plan for their whole career before they was even born. Yeah, baby, yeah! <laughs> These girls so great, how come I've never heard of them? They're from Compton. It's okay. They're just not used to seeing good-looking peoples like us. She's nervous. Take a step up. Maybe she ought to take a few more steps up. Just get someplace safe. I think you might just have the next Michael Jordan. Oh, no, brother man. I got me the next, too. This next step you got to take. You're not going to just be representing you. You're going to be representing every little black girl on earth. They're not going to let you doubt. How could you? This world ain't never had no respect for Richard Williams, but they're going to respect y'all. You 
walk out there with your head up. You are a champion, and the whole world knows it. The most dangerous creature on this whole earth. It's a woman who know how to think. Yes, Daddy. Ain't nothing she can't do. You gonna show them how dangerous you are? Venus and Serena gonna shake up this world. Venus Williams, who is your best friend? You, Daddy. Serena Williams, who is your best friend? Venus. Then you. Then you. After Venus. Woo, man, that trailer right there was powerful. Yeah, great, beautiful music. You know, I love, um, um, I do love, um, Will Smith is acting his ass off. He really wants to get, get him that Oscar. Oscar. Um, I mean, I love the, um, I, I just think what's really powerful is how, um, you know, you have this, this black man who didn't, who was rejected by society, you know, society, um, you know, back in his youth, but yet he wants to, but he wants better for his own children. And I think that's really, I think that's a really strong message, um, especially like in our community. Um, so it's, uh, you know, it's a really beautiful, it's a really, um, it's a really powerful trailer. Yeah, man. And I would say that the movie is just as powerful. Now, just a heads up, y'all, if you're looking for a Venus and Serena Williams biopic, just go ahead and skip this. This is not focusing on the children. This is focusing on the man behind the two famous athletes we know as Venus and Serena Williams. So, and it takes us through his journey to make sure that his daughters are great. And I got to say, man, this movie right here, it is, it is amazing. It is done really well. Will Smith, he better get that Oscar nod because he did. If you look back at Richard um, Richard Williams, if you look back on his interviews and just look at the way he walks, the way he talks, his mannerisms, you can tell that Will Smith really studied, really studied it and got it down packed. Now, I will say that sometimes that the little um, Louisiana accent, it kind of falls off in certain scenes but not in the way it takes you out the movie like he's still capturing richard williams like he the way he walks the way he talks so i did appreciate that now the movie's interesting because i don't i've never really seen a biopic where it doesn't focus on the athlete but it focuses on the people that help make the athletes so this movie does a really good job to basically tell you what Richard is all about, about how he made, and if you heard from the trailer, a 78 page plan for both of his daughters before they were born. So he was in the, in the movie, he says he's in the champion making business, which he really is like, he really is in the championship in the champion making business. And the whole cast does really well. Like, um the two the two girls that they have playing Venus and Serena is Demi Singleton playing Serena and Sanaya Sydney playing Venus. And I think the 
child actors, they did a really good job. Most of the time, you don't really see good child actors in movies. They'd be the weakest parts, but they held their own. And I'm trying to think, oh, um, I'm going to butcher her name, but the the actress that plays Richard's wife, um, Anjanu Lewis, um, I mean, Anjanu Ellis, I think that's her name. I might have misspelled. I might have. Um, let me see. Pronounced let me check. Let me, uh, yeah, let me, double, let me double check for you. I got you. Um, let's see. I am, let's look at the IMDb page. And oh, yeah, I could see. Uh, um, Anjanu Lewis. Yeah. Uh, Ma'am, I'm sorry if I pronounced uh, Ellis. Excuse Ellis, not Lewis. Ellis, Ajanu Ellis. I'm sorry, ma'am, if I pronounced your name wrong, but she did a really good job as the mom. <clears throat> now, mm. and I gotta say this: like the movie itself is very powerful. It has a lot of it has a lot of meaning behind it. If you're a parent, it'll speak to you. If you're an up-and-coming athlete, it'll speak to you, too. Especially as a Black athlete. Yeah, which which, uh, I think I think this movie is going to have a lot of Black kids adopted. Oh, my <laughs> it's gonna, goodness. It's going to have a lot of Black kids adopted. Like, well, you know what? Maybe we can have, do the next, have the next Venus and Serena. There's only one King Richard, so I can't really... <laughs> but you know how you know how people are they were like you know what let me let me make an up and coming athlete try to make some money off of them but <laughs> oh my god that sounds so that is so bad <laughs> it's bad but you know how people are you know people just care about the money yeah 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 but ah man i can't really say much uh much negative things toward this movie the only thing i will say is that this movie has a tendency just like a lot of biopics it has a tendency of not showing the bad <laughs> like mm. it's legit one part of the movie it's like one part of the movie where it basically says that richard he got all these problems but then they just brush over so i'm like wait 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 hold on a minute Y'all not going to talk about that or do give me no flashback about it? Y'all just going to throw it out there? Well, do you think that, you know, Richard himself, you do, do you think that he probably because remember, with these biopics, obviously, the um, real people like, you know, people who are involved in, you know, this, you know, lifespan, like we'll use King Richard, for example. I'm sure they'd had to approve of this, too. But, so um, maybe. I mean, he had to approve of it to, for it to be mentioned. I mean, it, I remember seeing it get on up when Bobby, um, Bobby Brown, when James Brown slapped the, slapped that woman across the table. So, so it's like, oh my goodness. So it's like, I feel like in biopics, it's okay to show the positive, but it's okay to show the negative. I think that people just so caught up seeing these movies, they don't want to see the bad side of people. But in reality, all people are horrible. They are horrible. All people are horrible. In, in their own way and king richard wasn't any different so that's like my, my only gripe now another actor that's trying to that is trying to um make a name or put his name in the in the nods for best supporting actor 
I tell you, John Bernthal is Rick Macy. For mm. one, it threw me off because I'm normally used to seeing John Bernthal grind being, all being violence, you know, looking like he wants to rip your head off or take your soul away from you. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually the roles he plays, you know. Yeah, so it took me aback when I saw him playing and actually nice, like nice nice person. It was cool to see him being nice for a chain time. I'm always seeing him mad. I'm like, dang, is he yeah. mad? Is he ever and he, he, he seems like a nice guy in real life, you know. Um, I knew someone who saw him um, at a barbecue place, and he said that he's a very soft-spoken guy. So I remember in a, um, I don't know if it was an interview, but I remember um, a quote by him where he literally said, finally i'm it was for the that movie i think it was ford versus ferrari where he was wearing a suit he's like finally i'm actually the guy who wears a suit so just wearing baggy jeans all the time yeah man i think he's trying to <laughs> i really think he's trying to show people i mean i've already known him as a great actor but i think he's really trying to be in more of these oscar worthy movies because he wants to yeah. show show his true talents and and king richard i would say I would say Will Smith, of course, and John Bernthal, they were the breakouts to me. Mm. They were really good. They had good chemistry together. Even when they were bantering together, it was funny. It, it was, it felt natural and fluid. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm definitely going to have to check this film out. You know, those ladies and gentlemen, I have not seen this film. Um, you know, I just kind of missed out on it because you know, I've been busy with kind of making my own stuff, but um. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give this a tr give this a shot. Um, it's just like because you don't really you normally don't see, you know, powerful biopics these days, at least in my opinion. I haven't seen a lot of biopics um, in theaters lately. So, I mean, correct. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. It still follows the <coughs> it still follows the biopic formula. But unlike a lot of biopics that I kind of passed up on this one, I felt engaged because it resonated with me is like the cinematography is shot well the music the music added to some scenes it works and I like it the child actors they did a great job they didn't have anything like oh man these child actors are doing kind of bad and kind of poorly so this I feel like this one right here if I had to give it a rating I would give it a 9.5 out of 10 popcorn buckets. This is a must watch. This is an Oscar bait movie that I would say Will Smith and John Bernthal. I don't know what is coming out this year, but they deserve the Oscar nods because they acted their tails off. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, y'all. King Richard is in theaters now and streaming on HBO Max. Go see is, it. Is it on HBO Max or is it on Paramount Plus? It's on HBO Max. Really? Yeah, it's streaming on HBO Max. I could have sworn they said it was on Paramount Plus. Well, good. I'll, I can double check, but all yeah, right. I mean, it, it, it's Warner Brothers. You know Warner Brothers ain't going to let it go anywhere. Oh, 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 I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it was right yeah. in my face. Yeah, Warner <laughs> Brothers said, nah, 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 nah. We getting the piece of this pie and the thieves getting uh -huh. piece of pie. Nobody else. This Maybe I'm ours. thinking of a. Yeah, I'm probably thinking of another movie or something. <laughs> but oh well. Yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, that was a movie that I really liked. Now, <laughs> hey, Robbie, you've heard of the 
I don't know. It's a little zombie horror game called, I don't know, what's it called? Resident Evil? You heard of Resident Evil, haven't you? Yeah, I think so. I think I've heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> man. So I'm pretty sure you remember uh, back when we were kids, we a lot of people were thinking, wow, you know, be really cool if Resident Evil could be turned into a movie. Yeah. You, you remember that? So... Yeah, I, I remember. I saw the first five movies, I think. Four or five movies. Yeah, yeah so you know what? The studio, movie still was like, you know what? They want Resident Evil. Let's give them a Resident Evil movie. And you know, we went to see the first one. We, went, we were excited for the Resident Evil back, back in the day with Paul W.S. Anderson. Saw the first one. They're like, you know what? It's not the video games, but it's cool. It's cool. It was a decent little movie. Got the second Resident Evil. Like, well, I mean, Apocalypse. Is, is, is Apocalypse the second one? Yeah, I Apocalypse think. was the second one. And like, we got we got to Apocalypse. Like, well, I mean, it's still kind of following the game. I mean, Alice still isn't a part of the game, but you know what? It has some decent stories to it, so it's okay with me. And then we got to Resident Evil Extinction, and that's when everybody clicked and said, oh, "Okay, geez. yeah, and, that was bad." Well, they were in a desert. Were they like in a desert with like some zombie bats flying everywhere or something? Yes, with Ashanti, <laughs> yes, with uh, Ashanti, and that's when everybody said, "You know what? Okay, this is shite. This is shite. I don't ever want no more." But no, we kept getting. We got five, no, six more of these movies after that. With Paul was W. It, damn, was it six? Yes, it was. Six. They, they were not. There were nine Resident Evil movies with Paul Paul, Paul W. S. Anderson. No, there were six. There was Resident Evil, Resident Evil Apocalypse, Resident Extinction, Evil, Extinction, Resident Evil Afterlife, Resident Evil Retribution, and, Re- and Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. Okay, I've seen After. Have I seen Retribution? Was that the one where? Michelle Rodriguez came back. Yes, Retribution was when Michelle Rodriguez came back. That was the second to last movie. So that was five. So that was five. Yes, and okay, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen the first five. So yeah, just to go back to the timeline. So after that last movie that everybody hated, we um, Hollywood decided to put it to sleep for a little bit, and then a few years ago. A few years ago, a director said, you know what? I know Resident Evil, so I am going to put my hand in Resident Evil because I know what I'm doing. Well, folks, did he know what he was doing? <laughs> we are going. We are about to play the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City trailer, and after the trailer, we'll be back with our review or my review. <laughs> Is this Jill? Yes. Okay. They're not true now. We need to expose Umbrella. Watch this. I'm afraid, Claire. I'm afraid of what they're gonna do to this town. See, Umbrella, they have an incident. I'm talking Chernobyl, if you know what I mean. People are getting sick. Let the world know what's really going on. 
oh they played my why would they play this song i love this song just wait just wait just wait Okay, I'm sorry. I know I was talking through the trailer, but was that last person supposed to be Nemesis? Okay, look. I'm going to answer your question in a second, Robbie. Y'all, after seeing this movie, I feel like a spouse that is being abused, but every time my friends be like, well, why don't you just leave him? you know what they'll do better i'm gonna just keep going back and it just keep getting worse and worse and worse every time this movie franchise this just franchise in hollywood it has broken me i am broken <laughs> that's a bit dramatic <laughs> i no no it is not dramatic i am broken this movie franchise should just never happen again. I'm talking about how do you mess up the same property, a beloved property. I love this property. I have played every single Resident Evil game. How do you mess this up seven times in a row? Like how? <sighs> Y'all, this is going to be different. This is not really going to be a review. For me, this is going to be more of a rant because I just, I know it's, I do this for comedic effect because I got to, I got to be a character, but I just have to let it be known that this movie right here, it is bad. It's just straight horrible. It's not only horrible for casual fans, casual horror fans, but it's like a slap in the face. It's like somebody slapped my face and then spit on me. When oh, they God. when they release this movie, like this movie, unlike Cowboy Bebop, who tried, who tried to stay true to the source material, it's like they had some cliff notes on a piece of paper, and they just said, "Hmm, well, we have zombies, we have Leon, we have Claire, we have Jill, we have Wesker." All right, let's put them in the movie. But sir, what about the rest of just put it in the movie? We'll worry about that later. So when I first saw this trailer months ago, I was having my doubts about it then because it looked cheap. It just looked really cheap. It, it looked mm -hmm. che 
some of the casting is right, not right. Like, for instance, the man who played Leon, let me pull up his name. Um, Avon, Avon Hoji, Avon uh, Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. I think that's a yeah. If you guys remember, he was in Victorious on Nickelodeon. That was my main problem. It was okay. I know a lot of people be mad because they're talking about why you always race bend people. I don't have a problem with race bending, but right here, I have a problem with race bending. Leon should not have been a brown man. <laughs> he is a white guy with a rock, with a boy band haircut. That is who Leon is. You can find somebody. You had to put, you had to race bend up. You, you did not have to do that. There was no need for that. Everybody else, I was okay with. Well, no, I take that back. Um, Hannah John, um, Hannah John Kamen as Jill. I didn't agree with that either because once again, I don't remember Claire being brown, and <laughs> it's just everything from the set design to the cast to the story or lack. The, well, there's a story, but it's just flimsy. It's just oh, it's horrible. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> Damn, <laughs> it's that bad, huh? It, it's horrible. Like, if you want to know why this movie is horrible, y'all, they wanted they took the first two games, Resident Evil One and Resident Evil Two, and they tried to make they tried to merge it into one movie. For one, that's not going to work because on one hand, the first game it happens inside the Spencer Mansion, and in and the second game happens at the Raccoon City Police Department. So there, there lies the first problem. They're trying to juggle between two locations with two, with two groups, uh, two sets of the cast, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work just for the simple fact of there's so many confusing time jumps, like so many confusing jumps from it'd be like 4 a.m. It'd be like 12 a.m. the next one minute to 2 a.m. the next minute. So it's just sloppy that way. The zombies look cheap. The bio, the bio weapons look even more cheap. I saw the actor who plays, uh, apparently was supposed to be Wesker, Tom Hopper. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I'm gonna get to him too. But yeah, the the bioweapons look cheap. The Spencer Mansion looked like my six year old daughter made it out of paper mache. <laughs> <laughs> this movie <laughs> breaks me. Because it's the seventh <laughs> time. How do you mess it up seven <laughs> times in a row? I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. My condolences. My condolences, y'all, to Jason, to, uh, Jason Craig for, um, you know, losing his loved one that is resident evil. I'm so sorry, Jay. <laughs> okay, but let's get on with I, okay, now that I ran it a bit, let's get on with this godforsaken review. So the movie is based around Claire, 
and Chris Redfield, Claire and Chris Redfield as children, they are taken to the Raccoon City Orphanage. And yeah, I'm going to spoil this movie, y'all, because I don't want nobody to see this movie. <laughs> you can see it out, out of curiosity, but I do not recommend this movie. This movie is shite. It is complete shite, and it should never happen. So I'm going to spoil it. You have been warned. If you don't want to be spoiled, and if you want to go ahead and just keep an open eye, you know, stop watching this. Yeah, just, you know? j- just give this review, because this is going to be spoiler-filled. Now, so the movie is based around Chris and Claire. How they are admitted as children at, a, at the Raccoon City Orphanage. And the doctor at that orphanage, William Spencer, is taking children and he is doing his experiments on them. What are those experiments, y'all might add? It is, he is experimenting with a different type of viruses to create bioweapons. Now, my first question was, why are you using children to make bioweapons? The second question is, how did the orphanage not know what was going on? So oh, yeah, wow. <laughs> that is my first gripe. And they start the movie when they're kids and then they keep flashing back and forth. Claire moves away from Raccoon City and Chris decides to stay in Raccoon City and becomes part of the police department or the Raccoon City Police Department. So those two are separated. Then they, Claire sees a video. She goes back to Raccoon City because she wants to stop um, William Spencer and Umbrella. And there, that's how we bring them together. Now, they introduce Leon the same way they did in the game. He is just an upcoming rookie cop. His first day in Raccoon's, his first day of the police force in Raccoon City, of course, has to be the day of the outbreak. And I just feel bad for that man. Uh, I, I just feel bad for that man. And by the way, Avon, jo- um, I apologize if I'm butchering your name, bro. Avon Ogia, uh, he's actually a really very talented actor. He's, he's pretty ta- good. He's yeah. talented. Like they have talented people, but if you have a bad script, you can't save you. You can't save this movie. You can't hey, I'm getting paid. He, he like, hey, I'm getting paid. <laughs> so yeah, he plays, he plays Leon, and that's my main gripe with him is, at first he was kind of capturing Leon right as being the nervous rookie up, uh, the nervous rookie cop, who is having to have his first day in a zombie apocalypse. At first it was cool. See, it it was kind of nice seeing him be like his game counterpart where he was being nervous and he was scared. But after a while, it just got annoying. And like, man, if you don't man up and stop being a bitch. <laughs> he, he started getting annoyed after a while. And then, so Leon, like I said, Leon and Claire, Leon and Claire, they meet up. They meet up at the Raccoon City Police Department. So that's where one half the story is going on. And then Chris, Claire, I mean, I mean no, Chris, Jill, Wesker, and two no names that you're not going to care about because they get eaten like roast beef later on in the movie. Hmm. They are sent to the Spencer Mansion to investigate what's going on. So that's the, that, that's the, that's the, 
that's where the other half of the cast goes for this movie. And like I said, this movie, it does not give you time to care about any of these people because a lot of them are cardboard are cardboard boxes or paper or cardboard cutouts of what characters are supposed to be. So yeah, you don't you don't care about the cast. Then when this outbreak, when the when the action starts to happen, you would think that you would get a lot of zombie killing in this movie, in the Resident Evil movie, but nope, you don't get much. And when you do get some cool action scenes, you can't see them because the director decided he wanted to have a fight scene with just with just a lighter. So you cannot see nothing going on but a flickering light and just hear zombies moaning and groaning and Chris fighting for his life. So the one cool thing that you probably saw in that movie, it was not there. Then... I hate to say it, man. I thought that Neil McDonough, that Neil McDonough could save this movie because he is a good act, he's a good actor in his own right, but he can't save this horrible movie. Wow. He even he can't save this horrible movie. I thought if, he was Wesker at first when I saw the trailer. I'm like, wait, which one is which one is Wesker? <laughs> no, he plays William Spencer, the one who was doing all of these experiments on mm. on on these on these children no i mean not 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 william spencer i'm, I'm sorry y'all it's william birkin it's, it's william birkin they're at the spencer mansion I'm, I'm i'm sorry yeah it's william birkin neil mcdonald mcdonald plays william birkin and it is just a dialogue they give everybody it's just horrible everything looks cheap the lighting is off in some scenes where you can't even, excuse me, you can't even see what's going on. And then the liquor, like the liquors from the game, they look horrible. The dogs from the game, they look horrible. Oh, God. So it, like, it legit looked like they just copied and pasted it in After Effects. Like... <laughs> That's legit what it looked like. It it legit looked like a, a high school student went into After Effects, found some zombie, found some zombie dogs and a cardboard cut and a, and a drawing of a liquor and just copied and pasted and then put it in After Effects. It is bad. This movie is just bad. Wow. Damn. Wow. And the thing is, though, you want to, um, you do want, you do want to give, you know, these video game movies a chance because like some of these video games have some very interesting stories, but yet, like for them, I don't know, it's like Hollywood just tries to do a little, just tries to, you know, they either don't try or they do too much. And, and And the thing is, we can't use the excuse, well, video game movies aren't good nowadays. Like, no, we can't use that excuse no more because we got two good video game movies already. We had Sonic the Hedgehog and Detective yeah. Pikachu. So there is no excuse to why these movies should be bad. Mortal Kombat. It was okay. It was okay. Mortal Kombat, okay, look, Mortal Kombat was watchable in its own right. It just wasn't faithful to the source material, but they have a chance to redeem themselves in yeah. the sequel. 
this movie, I they set up for a sequel with the post credit scene, but I'm I don't know how to feel about that just because of the simple fact of <coughs> it did such a poor job with the source material this time around. How can I trust you the second time around when you okay? Before I go on, the post credit scene, y'all. If like I said, I'm pretty sure whoever's here, you, you you've been here for all the spoilers. The post credit scene, it shows Wesker. It shows Wesker coming out of a body bag because he had got shot earlier. Mm. He, he got shot in the neck earlier and quote unquote died. So he wakes up in the body bag. He like bursts out the body bag, scared, saying he can't see, and then. They have, you hear a woman's voice in the shadows um, saying that um, you you were dead, but you're not dead no more. I need your help. So what happens? Who is that person, might, I, might y'all ask? Well, y'all, if you played the games, it is none other than a fan favorite, Miss Ada Wong. And at that point in the movie, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. You got to be kidding me. You waited to bring her in towards the very end when she was in the second. Hmm. So then, just so they can give the fans fan service, or they thought they were giving us fan service, making us happy when really we were all screaming on the inside. After Ada introduces herself and says that you have a bigger calling, she finally gives she gives Wesker his trademark glasses. Even though he kind of looks okay in the Wesker glasses, it it still does not it does not make up for anything in that movie. And that's why I say that this sequel, that's why I say that this sequel, I don't know how I feel about this sequel. I really don't. I don't think it should happen, but I'm gonna watch it whenever it comes out because why I do it for y'all. My suffering, <laughs> my suffering is y'all's entertainment. <laughs> that's an interesting way to put it but i enjoy doing this because even though i hated the movie and i was sad seeing this movie this review it's fun it's fun to poke at this movie and i don't mean to do it because i don't mean to crap on anybody's work because as a creative myself i want everybody to succeed but I got to call out BS when I see it. This movie is just complete and utter BS. It's complete and utter BS. And it's a shame because I feel like Hollywood doesn't give a crap about the video game demographic, like the video game um, popular, like the video gamer demographic. I feel right. like they, they don't care. It's like, they feel like, we're stupid and say, we'll put a few things in there that's from the game and that'll make them happy, but then we'll do our own thing. It doesn't work like that, Hollywood. It doesn't work like that. Video game nerds and anime nerds, those are the two groups. Oh, and comic book nerds. nerds. Those are the three groups you don't ever want to make mad. Because that's, and also, I mean, they keep, and also the thing is like, um, not only uh not only do you not want to um make them mad but also it could cost you a lot of money <laughs> and they're not going to trust you anymore i mean that's why the, the recent dc films have been struggling at the box office because 
the fans have kind of lost faith in Warner Brothers with, um, you know, in their movies, even though I think, even though I think they've gotten better over the years, but, um, you know, yeah. so, yeah. But also, I think it's the fact, another reason why I feel like this movie flopped commercially is because for one, they had a budget of $50 million. And then mm-hmm. for everybody out there, they're like, what's wrong with $50 million? $50 million seems like a, a lot. Yeah, to the common person, that's a lot of money. But if you're doing something, but if you're doing something like Resident Evil, it's it's not a lot. It's not enough, especially if you're only if you're trying to merge two games into one. Now, me personally, I would have just did um, the first movie and adapted the vid- the first game and the second movie you do the second game and then if you if you do do a third one you can use the third game though you can introduce nemesis and have and focus on jill but i don't know this movie is bad i don't know how many times i can say it but it just baffles me how bad it was the only positive i can say is that it's better than the last four Resident Evil movies, and that's not saying much because those movies are horrible in their own right. Wow. <laughs> so, dang. So I guess so. You recommend I don't see this movie if you have time. Whenever it goes on demand, if you want to check it out to see what you think of it, I'll wait till I, it. I will wait till it goes on demand. But I'm not gonna watch. I'm probably not gonna watch it. To be honest. So now you're probably wondering, well, he hated it so much. What's his rating? Well, y'all, here's my rating. I give this a 3.5 out of 10 popcorn buckets. And I'm that is some spoiled popcorn. (laughs) This is day, this is old moldy popcorn that's been in the pantry that your grandma forgot about and she gave it to you because she's blind. This is horrible. This is horrible. (laughs) There is no reason for a movie <laughs> to be this bad. Oh no, man, no reason whatsoever. And there have been some pretty bad movies too. So, I would know. say, I would say that this is probably my number one least favorite least favorite movie of twenty twenty one. And I've seen a lot of movies. I've seen a lot of B. I've seen a lot of B movie Halloween. I've seen a I've seen a lot of B movie horror movies this year, and this is at the very bottom of the total pole. Wow! Oh my god! Oh, just just thinking about it's giving me a headache. <laughs> yeah, just take a breather, bro. Just take a breather. But yeah, y'all, that was my Resident Evil review slash rant. I would say go. It's it is out in theaters. Go see it now. But I'm not gonna lie to y'all. I, I'm not gonna tell that lie, that bold faced lie to you, because I, I love y'all, and I don't think nobody should see this movie. So, wow. okay, <laughs> there is that. And now, let's end things on a positive note, in a way. Yep. So, y'all, y'all know we are getting closer and closer to the most most anticipated Marvel movie of this year, 
I would say ever behind Infinity War and Endgame in Marvel's and Marvel um, Disney's Spider Man No Way Home. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, you saw the trailer, right? Oh, I, yeah. We, uh, me, and my friend Adam, we watched the trailer with the with the audience last week. We loved it. Mm-hmm. Now, we talked about the trailer and what we thought about it. Now, let's get into some of these theories. Some of these theories that people have. All right. Have you seen the new? Um, have you seen the, the new trailer spot for No Way Home or the new TV spot? Um, I have seen several TV spots recently. Um, I did see the one where where Doc Ock was saying, um, "That's no, that's not my Peter Parker." To uh, to Doctor Strange, um, it is very interesting how they have. Uh, I don't know. I feel like some Spider Man fans may not like the premise, but. Anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll let you. Uh, let's uh, go. Look, why don't we look? You want to look at the trailer? Or you want to look at the uh, TV spot? Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm looking at the TV spot. I'm looking at the Spider-Man TV spot because <laughs> Spider TV spot. Because this. Uh, because this news TV spot. It's got a lot of people talking. Where is it? At? Well, we could just look. Yeah, we could just look at all of them, all the TV spots. Okay. Well. Unless or just one, it's up to you. We'll look at just this one because this is where a lot of people have their own opinions, mm-hmm. whatnot, and their own theories. You know, us Marvel fans love the theories. <sighs> Give me a second. Is that an ad? It's an ad. Oh, okay. There we go. Do you know Peter Parker, who's Spider-Man? Yes. Is that him? No. Can you please explain what is going on? After I shut that spell down, we started getting visitors from every universe. Multiverse is real. I need you to capture them before they destroy the fabric of reality. Mama needs some help. You guys ready? Let's catch some multiverse men. Spider-Man, no way home. What was your name again? Dr. Otto Octavius. (laughs) Seriously, what's your actual name? Okay, so that TV spot right there, there's mm-hmm. been a there's been a theory that well, um, at the end when they ask what's your name, people are saying that that they're not talking to Doctor Otto Octavius. They're saying that they're talking to the multiverse, the other Peter Parker, whether it be Toby or Andrew. I don't. Mm, I, I think that's a little. That's intriguing, but I don't I don't think so, um, because I mean because people like to make fun of Otto Octavius's name because of the irony that he has like four four arms even though he's supposed to be an octopus or whatever. But um, I honestly think that they are laughing at um at um at Otto Octavius, personally one of my favorite Spider Man villains. Um, no, I don't I don't think so. What I will say though, um. The part where uh, I think I feel like that they're not going to show up till probably later on because, you know, he's still uh, because Octavius is still trapped, like he's still restrained. So he's in and I think they're in that, that same cave where um, when um, he asked them the question, I don't know why. Um, it just I don't know, it just seems weird that they would be laughing about it unless like they did something creative with the editing, but 
And that's why I kind of want to give credence to that theory because Marvel, they have a tendency to try and trick us to think that stuff we don't see, that it's what it is. But really, I do believe at the very end of the trailer when Peter is going off against the Sandman, Lizard, and Electro, Mm -hmm. I do believe that they edited out Toby and Andrew (laughs) Garfield. I do believe that. Oh, no, they definitely did because you could see and it and Sony and Marvel kind of fixed this a little bit because the thing is, when you look closely in the very first trailer, you could see clearly like lizard being punched by by basically air. Yeah. And it doesn't make sense because he's lit is he's literally not going after nobody. Yeah. <laughs> so they clearly um they clearly edited him out just like they did with Civil War when they edited out Spider-Man the first time. Yeah. So. so- yeah, they definitely uh, did, but I also think another th- another theory that everyone's theory is when like when Zendaya like MJ falls down that that um off the building, everyone thinks that Andrew Garfield is the one who actually saves her and not and not Tom Holland, which would be a nice little touch because if you all saw if you all saw that, then you do y'all know that in Amazing Spider-Man 2, he was not able to save Gwen Stacy and she broke her neck. So this would be kind of kind of cool closure for Andrew Garfield's arc as Peter Parker because he's able to save he's able he's able to save someone when he couldn't save Gwen in the same situation. So that would be that would be cool. That'd be nice. It'd be sentimental. But another theory is that um doc 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 might be working with strange and peter towards the later half of the movie that's another rumor that's being said and it and it kind of begs the question it's kind of weird because remember if you remember spot the first spider-man 2 the one with the the sam raimi directed with toby mcguire like he sacrificed himself to save to save new york when they when he destroyed that machine he sunk it to the ocean yeah so, I mean, the thing is, why would he, why would he be going after Peter Parker? See, you know, unless like, unless uh, the, the, um, the mechanical arms are controlling him again. What I, okay, here's just my theory. Now, even though we're seeing everybody from the different Spider-Man, um, from different Spider-Man movies, from what I think that this is um, Doc Ock, but it's a multiverse version of that Doc Ock. An from the Sp- version, yeah. Yes, yeah, it's a, like, it's a variant of, of that Doc Ock. Okay. And, and he's probably, and like I said, he probably died a different way by not being, by not being, by not being the sacrificial lamb to say mm. Rio. So it, that, I feel like that might be the case because from what, we're hearing from all of these movies is that or from the, all these trailers is that when Dr. Strange and Peter Parker, when they messed up the spell, it brought all of them to our universe before they died. Yeah. And that's, um, and that's another thing. Um, well, shoot, what was I going to say? Um, like, I also like how in the trailer, and this kind of speaks to Peter Parker, like who he is, like as a human being, where, you know, um, Dr. Strange, you know, he has the ability to kind of like, to put to put all the villains back where they were, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 
and where they where he says like they all died fighting spider-man and then like and peter you know even though it's not really him there are different versions of him different variants and he said and he just didn't want to live with the guilt that he feels like that he's partially responsible for the deaths of all you know of all those those spider-man so he actually it seems like when he's on like facing dr strange like when he's on the train and when he's going through like that alternate you know world you know where, where it's like where where the city becomes inverted i believe he like he's trying he's running away from strange because he doesn't he does not want to um he doesn't he feels like he doesn't want to be received he actually wants to save these villains these these people you know so he doesn't want you know he's so he's trying to find another way in order to you know stop him without having to try to kill him or anything so and so and that's what i thought like when i originally when i first saw like the very first trailer when the new when new york was inverted i thought wait do they mess up the multiverse or is this this like or something else but then i think dr strange was just I think that was just a sequence where he's fighting, where Doctor Strange and Spider-Man are fighting each other, and he's using his like alternate reality spells to try to invert New York to make it look like like a mushroom cloud or or whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. So that's that was a that was a theory. Then another theory, which I kind of, another theory is that they've confirmed the Sinister Six. A lot of people are saying that. Venom is going to somehow be tied to this movie because of the post credit scene from Venom Let There Be Carnage. Now, me personally, I don't think Venom will be in this movie because it don't seem like he'll fit in this movie. I just feel like they did that because Sony wanted to, Sony wanted to, wanted to say, hey, just know that little Spider-Man boy He's still ours. He's still ours, Marvel. And in in fact, um, oh, shoot, I forgot the um the CEO of Sony. I forgot I forgot her name. I apologize. Um, she did say recently that Tom Holland is is you know saying all this stuff. And well, I'll start. We'll start with Tom Holland. Tom Holland was saying that he may not that he may not come back as Spider Man. Though he could be just saying this to get a new contract. Who knows? You or know he, who knows? Or he could be saying I won't be playing the MCU Spider-Man, but I really do think that now that uh, Disney helped out Sony, I feel like Sony is going to finally take back their property and be like, okay, now we now we think we know what to do with it. But it also begs the question of now, how is this movie going to go? Because if this is the last MCU Spider-Man movie, you, I don't think they can use, I don't think they can have other characters from the MCU appear in um, like future Spider-Man movies because it's owned by two different companies. So I don't know how that's going to work. Yeah, it's good. It's, you know, and the CEO of Sony, you know, they did say, look, we want to work with Tom Holland some more, you know, and Tom Holland was saying that he wants to just kind of bring in Miles Morales. What they could do is that, you know, Sony and Marvel can happen. Sony and Disney could have another life, have another agreement where, they could where Disney and I think this is a great I think this would be a, a really good idea I think um it would make sense if um if Marvel if the MCU Spider-Man could be Miles Morales and then you can have Tom Holland with Sony you could have similar to like how Daredevil was where it's in the same universe but they kind of remain separate like from um you know from the Avengers and the Guardians of the Galaxy they could do it that way and I think that I honestly think that could work but there's also a problem with that. One, 
I think Miles is still like only eight years old in the MCU. <laughs> well, but remember, an Endgame Endgame takes place five years after you know. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. So he's five years older now. So you can introduce, even though they still have that Into the Spider Verse thing with um Sony Pictures, um, you could still bring in Miles Morales. Miles Morales exists in the MCU. You know, we saw his uncle played by Donald Glover. So yeah, but that's the thing. I think Miles is still contractually owned by Sony. I think Sony owns all Spider-Man properties. That that's true, but I'm just saying, you know, Sony could do another do like another lucrative deal with um with Disney and they can just allow Disney. They said, "Okay, you know, we love Miles Morales, you know, you guys can do what, what you want with Miles as long as we have Peter Parker and we have like we have his villains and then you can have um, you know, Miles Morales with his collection, his collection of um, villains. I think, I think that would be a win-win as far as I'm concerned. Well, only time will tell, but I'm excited for this movie. I'm really excited for this movie. I try to lower my expectations, but the more and more I see this trailer, the more excited that I get as Marvel. Y'all know what y'all doing. Y'all ain't slick. <laughs> we know toby and andrews in this movie stop playing with our emotions now i'm not gonna lie it will be funny if they're not in the movie it would just be it would be extremely funny i know it's probably not going to happen man but do you know how people will be upset that miles i mean that toby and andrew were not in this movie yeah and andrew garfield is lying from out of his teeth He's lying from his teeth saying, oh, no, in an interview. Oh, no, no, I'm not in this movie. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah, I feel you. I'm, I'm with you, though. Yeah, y'all, that was um, the rumors going around for Spider-Man No Way Home. And I think we're about done this week, Robbie. I think uh, we covered almost everything we could this week. Yeah, we did. I mean, there's, um, there's also, oh um there's all i haven't we haven't watched it yet next sunday we gotta we gotta talk about hawkeye hawkeye's on disney plus right now so we gotta talk about that yeah so i haven't seen it yet but you know we definitely gotta um we're definitely gonna talk about that next week that is if 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 we our schedule like lines up yeah so what's going to happen what's going to happen y'all for the month of december your boy is going to be working very hard because in honor of Spider-Man No Way Home coming out on December 17th, I will do each week until Spider-Man No Way Home comes out, I will be doing movie series reviews for the oh. Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. So that's Spider-Man 1 through 3. And I will also be doing retro review, a retro review for the Andrew Garfield, Amazing Spider-Man 1 and Amazing Spider-Man 2. That will probably start next week. And then I will also fit, I will also fit in the Hawkeye episode reviews. I'm trying to decide if I want to do weekly or wait till the series is over. I will let you guys know in the Facebook group. And speaking of the Facebook group, if you are new and you want to discuss more things, movies, anime, comics, whatever, 
just join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash bring, that's B-R-A-N-G, duh, D-A, and then popcorn. That's all one word, facebook.com slash bring the popcorn. And next year, starting next year, it's going to be a big year for us. I'm going to try and get this try to get this patreon situated so we can start doing special things for you guys such as watch parties and whatnot and i'm also working with somebody to start kickstart the merchandise store because i have this i have the movie buddies merchandise rolling out soon i'm just still trying to find the logistics of it and still trying to work with somebody for the design so look forward to that but other than that, y'all, it's been fun. Y'all have a wonderful day whenever you guys are watching this. And just remember, every time you come to these reviews, just remember to always bring the popcorn. All right, Robbie, I think that's a wrap, big dog. Yep, yes, sir. All right, yes, y'all. Y'all have a good, wonderful night. All right, have a good weekend.